then when you really reflect on it, are you actually teaching them the meaning of words in context of rich literacy experiences? What I was trying to do was to create those experiences as an MDS teacher and make sure that kids understood that words have meaning, print has meaning. Hello, Montgomery County, and welcome to the OPL podcast with MCIU. My name is Brandon Langer, and I'm the Program Administrator for Instructional Technology in the Office of Organizational and Professional Learning. And today we are kicking off 2023 with a conversation with Miss Julie Ortlieb, who is joining me, and I'll let her introduce herself, and then we'll talk a little bit about um, a really important topic and something that's new to me. So I'm excited to hear about this series that she's leading and a little bit more about this work. So I am Julie Ortlieb. I am a project consultant here at Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. And my work really focuses around special education and meeting the needs of students with more complex needs. My journey as an educator started at North Penn where I taught learning support and autistic support and eventually did a lot of co-teaching and became an inclusion facilitator. And in my role as an inclusion facilitator, I started to take on some more cases where students had more significant disabilities. And it was always a challenge of, you know, how do we meaningfully include them in the general education curriculum? Um, And what's, you know, the best fit for them as far as resources and programs and instructional approaches? And it was really a challenge for me and for others of, you know, how do we teach students with more significant disabilities? What does that look like? What do you need? And then I came to MCIU as a multiple disabilities support teacher. And I thought that, you know, I would come into this MDS classroom and there would just be these magic programs and these magic curriculums and everything would be given to me. And I would just open this box and it would be shimmering and shining full of things and that it would you know, lead me to create beautiful lessons for these students with complex needs. And it just wasn't the case. I think a lot of people that are teaching students with complex needs, they feel that way too. They're looking for that magic curriculum or that magic fix. And the truth is there isn't you know, one thing or one approach that's going to work. And a lot of times you see curriculums that are very scripted where you know, you're just asking kids to you know, do flashcards or regurgitate letters and sounds or flashcards of sight words. But then when you really reflect on it, are you actually teaching them the meaning of words in context of rich literacy experiences? What I was trying to do was to create those experiences as an MDS teacher and make sure that kids understood that words have meaning, print has meaning. I'm also a Wilson instructor, and so I tried to take some tie-in with foundations and, and with the work that I was doing with Wilson and I had students who were nonverbal and couldn't echo sounds. They couldn't do A, Apple, A, E, Ed, E. So I had to modify my approach on, on how to instruct them with letter sounds and decoding words. So long story longer, I did a lot of research over COVID on this topic because I thought I can't be the only one struggling with this. There has to be research out there on this topic. I decided to create this learning series Um, literacy instruction for all, for students with with complex needs. How do we teach reading and writing to this population? So 
the series was born out of that. Well, and I love that there's a little specificity in what this offering is, right? We're not just talking about instruction for students. We're talking about literacy instruction for students with complex needs. So when it comes to uh, students with more significant disabilities, why do we need to focus on literacy? You're, you're talking about some of those starter points for you as a teacher. Why do we need to focus on literacy as opposed to just functional skills in a day-to-day -day environment? So we have to teach literacy because it is the most important functional skill for students. Sometimes you talk to people and they're teaching students with complex needs or, or maybe they're a parent of a, of a child with complex needs and they say something like, we should just be focusing on functional skills. And sometimes that just makes me cringe because what is more functional than reading and writing in every aspect of a student's life? And we can also draw a line between literacy and safety. Unfortunately, many individuals with disabilities are mistreated um, or abused. This past year, I happened to watch a video clip of a non-speaking adult who told his teacher that he was not being fed at home and he was non-speaking. So he couldn't use his voice to verbally tell that adult he was being mistreated, but because he had some literacy instruction and he had training on using an AAC device, he was able to type words and sentences into his device and communicate to his teacher and advocate for himself. So as a result of him communicating with his AAC device, so AAC, Augmentative and Alternative Communication Device, a report was immediately filed to the state and he was taken care of as a result. So at the very least, our students need to be able to communicate what's happening around them or to them. Well, and I think literacy, you're using a great word that... I don't know if it, I don't know if I don't live in the literacy world, but I don't know that they're always paired together, which is the ability to communicate mm -hmm. and literacy. And I feel that you're giving one example, but there has to be tons of examples of people just wanting to communicate with their students on a deeper level and, right. and help them through a learning experience and make it more meaningful for them. And literacy, as you said, I agree 100% is key to that. So what if I'm a teacher and I'm hearing what you're saying and I totally agree? Uh, what is the step a special educator could take with literacy or, or what is it? What is the changes or, or approaches that they need to take in their practice? What's that first step that someone does to start approaching literacy in this classroom? So the first step is always to presume potential in your students. Success might look different for a student with complex needs than it does for a typical child. But even small successes can mean a big change for that mm -hmm. student. So we have to assume our students can learn and give them every opportunity to learn. We also need to educate ourselves and the teams that we work with on best practices in literacy instruction. There's a lot of adults working with students with disabilities. You have therapists, you have adults, you might have mental health professionals. There's, there's a lot of people on the team. So first, with those teams, we have to establish the mindset that it's important for students to have rich, meaningful experiences with reading and writing. And we need to have high expectations for our students. We also have to create a plan together to maximize the instructional time that we have amongst all of the other skills that they have to learn and the therapies that we're trying to fit into the day. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure you have numerous resources, but what does the research say about this topic? What sources are you pulling from or how are you using that to inform what's going on here? I think for years, you know, teachers and researchers have really been grappling with how to teach students with significant disabilities. And arguably, we're all still trying to figure it out, right? We could say that with anything with education. But there is this awesome team of researchers out of University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and they're doing so much great work in this arena. Um, you can check out the Center for Literacy and Disability Studies. 
And if you've heard of Project Core or Tar Heel Reader, those are two big projects that came out of uh, UNC Chapel Hill. And Dynamic Learning Maps, DLM, is out of them as well. The new PASA test is aligned to the DLM. So that's probably the context that you've heard that in. But two of the researchers, Karen Erickson and David Copenhaver, they wrote a book that was published in 2020 called Comprehensive Literacy for All, Teaching Students with Significant Disabilities to Read and Write. And honestly, I carry this book around with me like it's my Bible. It has so many highlights and post-it notes and probably some suntan lotion on it too. And I'm saying all this because a lot of the content from this series is anchored in that book. We also highlight a lot of brain research too and how the brain learns to read. So as I kind of mentioned in the introduction, there's been a lot of approaches and programs that have focused on teaching students with disabilities to read whole words through rote memorization instead of actually teaching them how to decode. So when we analyze our approaches, we have to reflect on are we actually teaching our students spelling patterns and how to construct pronunciations based on their alphabet knowledge? Do they have alphabet knowledge to do that? Um, are we encouraging them to, you know, try to get meaning out of words, to, to get access to meaning when they're reading? Um, are we just asking them to recall and regurgitate words? So in the first course of the series, we discuss how the brain actually learns to read and the processes that occur to commit a word to memory. And we talk about how to lay the foundation. What are the foundation of skills of reading and why do we need them and why are they so important so that eventually our students can read with comprehension? Yeah, and I love all these different resources and different approaches you're highlighting. Number one, the brain series that you, you, you've contributed to and others in the office have as well. That's such a fun series to watch. So you're taking work from there and compiling it with your own personal experience and, and passion around approaching uh, learners you know, in, in various complex co classifications. But along with that, you said something earlier in this conversation forgive me if I misphrase it, but I think you said assume potential. Mm -hmm. And oh, that's great. I wanna, I'm gonna spin in that a little bit as we do. We're gonna do more of these conversations around right. this topic, but that's such a great way to approach education in mm -hmm. general, I think, even beyond this topic, is assuming potential and our ability as teachers to facilitate meaningful outcomes for students. So thank you for, for bringing that today. At the end of the day, at the end of the, you know, any of these, there's, there's three, uh, currently three courses in the series. What, what's the most important reason to create an environment for literacy development in our classrooms, particularly as it relates to complex learners? More than 80% of students with significant intellectual disabilities can only read basic sight words and or are emergent in their understanding of print. And so we know that students with significant disabilities, you know, their disability may affect their literacy learning. But living a literate life does not have to be impossible. Um, Naoki was diagnosed with severe autism when he was five, and he was nonverbal, and he learned to communicate using a handmade alphabet grid, and he began to write poems and short stories when we unlocked the power of the alphabet. At the age of 13, he wrote The Reason I Jump, and it's now been published in more than 30 languages and is an award-winning documentary. So this is just one example of a person who was given the power of literacy and look at them now. Too many students with significant disabilities, they only receive instruction that targets a few goals in their IEPs or other narrowly defined skills that may be in the realm of literacy. 
And we need to make that shift away from focusing exclusively on IEP goals, or at the very least, we need to create meaningful IEP goals that align to a comprehensive literacy program. And we really have to just reflect on our approaches and our practices and ask questions. Are we instilling a love of reading in our students? Are we giving them the tools to communicate whatever they want, whenever they want, to whomever they want? Are we giving them opportunities to learn from and engage with others outside of the bubble of their classroom, right? A lot of these kids are in a self-contained classroom and sometimes don't see much outside of those walls. And if we aren't getting kids excited about reading and writing and showing them the richness of literacy in the context of the real world, then will there even be generalization to life outside of school? At the end of the day, some of our students might not develop the skill to read proficiently. They might not pass a standardized assessment. But what if through our efforts as educators, they develop a love for literacy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I agree 100%. If you're new to MCIU or you've uh, never been on our learning network, this, this series is called Literacy Instruction for Students with Complex Needs. Julie's facilitating all three courses. Yes. <laughs> and there's multiple, not phases, but there's multiple courses in this series. And I invite you to learn more. Log on to our learning network, MCIU, learn.mciu.org. And take a look around. Julie's going to be publishing more podcast conversations like this, as well as maybe some blog posts on this topic. But hop, we invite you in the new year to, to hop in on a really important conversation, a really important adjustment maybe to your practice or focus maybe in your practice. Focus is something we've been talking about through our office this whole year. And we'd love to share with you. I know Julie would love to share with you on that journey. So Julie, I look forward to our future conversations. And thanks for sitting down with me today. Thanks, Brandon. Yep. And again, this is the OPL podcast with MCIU. And we do have our online learning network. Once again, learn.mciu.org. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Find us on there if you want to connect. Please follow Julie. What's your handle, Julie? At Ortlieb Julie. At Ortlieb Julie backwards. Yes, I had to think about it for <laughs> <Yep>. a second. <laughs> um, so give us a follow on online, and we look forward to working with everybody in the new year. Thank you. <laughs>